Welcome to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For more information, visit our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Because God showed up today. Yeah. And it's not that he doesn't show up every Sunday. But today was particularly a little different. And God knew exactly how much I needed it. He knew exactly how much and exactly what I would need to bring forth the word. And he said, I'm going to saturate an atmosphere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, I know we normally sing before the sermon, but... Uh, this atmosphere, anything that you've ever needed in today, whatever need you came in those doors with, God has already released everything that we've needed. He's released it. And if you guys felt something coming in the doors because the prayer started right out front before the doors were even open. And God is saying, before you even come to church, prepare, because it's already open. My presence is already open. You don't need a service to evoke my presence. My presence is already open. You already have access granted. I did not hold it in the church doors for you to come get, but I will allow you to have it in your living room. I will allow you to have it in your bedroom. I will allow you to have it in your car on the way here. So here is just icing on top of the cake that I've already given you. Oh, to be saturated with the Holy Spirit. There is nothing like it. In the name of Jesus, there's nothing like it. See, what you guys don't understand is I've been preparing for this word, and it's been attack after attack this week, and I felt like I couldn't get my mind wrapped around the word. And I said, God, what do you want me to speak to this people? And then he closed the door and decided for us to have a prayer meeting in the parking lot. God will answer the need, and he works in mysterious ways, so it's not going to be what you think it's going to be, but he's going to come in the nick of time in the way that you need it. Hallelujah. God is so wonderful, and while I have the musicians up here, there's been this song on my heart for, so, for a little over a month now, and as I was listening to it, God gave me so much revelation. So if you know it, I want you to sing it with us. Uh, but it says, uh, all of my life, I've never known you to fail. Started me on my way. He put food on my table. He brought joy to my morning he started me on my way he put food on my table and he brought joy to my day and as I was listening to this and I'm in the car because it's one of my old songs and I'm jamming and immediately the Holy Spirit said when did this stop being enough so I continued to jam because I said this is my song I'm I'm in it I'm on my way home from work and I've had a day and I'm in it he said when did this stop being enough I woke you up this morning. I started you on your way. I put food on your table, and I brought joy to your day. When did this stop being enough for my name to be called Wonderful? When did you start needing? 
doing miracle signs and wonders to know that my name is wonderful. When was me waking you up not enough? When did it stop being enough that I put joy in your day? When did it stop being enough that I put food on your table? When did that stop being enough? And I said, I'm in the car and I'm, I'm wondering and I'm, I'm confused because I said, God, well, I love you and I honor you every day. But he said, there was a time when this was enough. And he remembered, so I said, well, Let's converse now. Music has to come off. Let's converse about this, Holy Spirit, because I don't know when this stopped being enough. I didn't even realize that it was no longer enough for me. And he said, I remember the day when I allowed your mother to come home to me. And in that very morning when she took her last breath and you were hurt, that little childlike faith, that little girl, that faith was tainted. He said, now you need it more from me because now you're, you're disappointed in me. And you're disappointed in my decision or what I decided because it wasn't in agreement with your decision. Yes, my thoughts are higher than yours. My ways are higher than your ways. But you still wanted your way. And because I didn't give you your way, your faith was tainted. And he said, it was like he gave me the Titanic. And he said, it's like the Titanic. It was, took about 26 years to build. It was this massive cruise ship. Everybody thought it was amazing. It was indestructible. But one thing hit it. And the very thing that was meant to prevent this foreign object, so this foreign substance from coming in, it had now been tainted and damaged, and it had now been built in, bent in. So now the things that were supposed to be on the outside have now come in the inside of it. And he revealed to me that this was not the very first thing. See, he said, yes, you were hurt from the passing of your mother, but the thing is you gave me your emotions to heal. You gave me your psychological, you gave me your mind to heal. He said, you even gave me the physical part of you to heal, but you never gave me back your faith to heal. He said, you kept that from me. And as you guys know, I've been on this thing of evidence. And he said, the evidence is you have this stuff over here that you need faith for and you give it to me. But this big thing. These big things here. So you still decide to hold on to it instead of freely giving it to me. You hold on because you're scared of the fact that I might disappoint you and your mindset of disappointment like I did with the last big thing. And see, now I'm, you're hearing things. You're listening to me. But when it comes to some stuff, you pray first, you listen, and you move. But when it comes to this big stuff, the stuff that you may have told a testimony about, the stuff that may be public, that big things. See, you make a decision and then you talk to me. See, that you give me faith, but this you want to now reason with me. And you feel like you're hearing my voice because I've spoiled you with my grace. We are spoiled by grace. And because I've given you so much grace and I love you just that much, I allow you to walk in it and still be able to fulfill your walk in life. But this thing over here, this big, big thing over here, or these big things, you're not walking fully in because you never fully gave it to me. Because you gave me everything else to heal, but you wouldn't give me your faith to heal. And see, what happens is we, we want these things so bad, and instead of inquiring God, well, what is it that you want because your thoughts are higher than my thoughts, your ways are higher than my ways. What is it that you want? But see, if we say, what do you want? He says, I want to take this person home. We would not agree. So we sit here, and we pray, and we fast, and we do all these things, and we say, well, God, you know, I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Why isn't this working for me? And now your faith is tainted even more. See, the thing that happened with the Titanic, there were 26 floors or 26 little barriers that four of them could be flooded and it still stay afloat. But that fifth one happened. It took just one more than what it would have taken to break in an entire cruise ship. Just one more. And it was that one thing he was telling me. He says, see, this wasn't the first time 
that you felt like I disappointed you. This was just that straw that broke the camel's back. And instead of me, you allowing me to heal you through the years and to heal your faith, you keep holding back those big things. See, it, it wasn't, and I'm, I'm looking when we were outside, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, God, like, what's going on? And he's saying, see, other people would thought this was embarrassment, but this is just actually elevation. See, as people are coming in, and I'm watching people come in the parking lot, and they look confused. I'm like, oh, goodness, this is, I don't want this to shake anybody's faith. I don't know what it's going to do. He says, see, that's the thing. Even in the building of his house. The years it's going to take you may seem like an embarrassment, but I am not slow to your thoughts of slowness. I am preparing you so that you can have a prayer meeting on the outside <laughs> and then bring that presence on the inside. See, some, we keep it in here so much. And God was saying, you don't know who I allowed you to drive by and see. You don't know which decision maker I allowed to drive by this street, see you, and remember. Remember what it was to come to church. See, you didn't know what I was doing. But you didn't need to know. All you needed to do was trust. <clears throat> and in this process, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for evidence. I said, well, God, you know, give me, show me what I'm doing wrong. Show me where I need to change because I can't keep doing this. I can't keep preaching and teaching on faith. And I'm holding my faith from you all because you did something that I did not want you to do. Turn with me to Genesis 29 verses 32 through 35. Jesus. He's awesome. He's so awesome. If you're with me, it says, starting at verse 32. Leah conceived and gave birth to a son and named him Reuben. And for he said, because the Lord has seen my humiliation and suffering, now my husband will love me since I gave him a son. Then she conceived again and gave birth to a son and said, because the Lord heard that I am unloved, he has given me this son also. So she named him Simeon, God hears she conceived again and gave birth to one son and said, now this time my husband will become attached to me as a companion, for I have given him three sons. Therefore, he was named Levi. Again, she conceived and gave birth to a fourth son and said, now I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then for a time, she stopped bearing children. God was showing me. He says, see, I've made you a human being but you've turned yourself into a human doing. I've made you and created you as a human being, but you have transformed yourself into a human doing. See, I don't have to practice how to be a woman. I just am a woman. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to say, well, how do I put on my shoes? How do I put... There are certain evidences that I am a woman, inside and out. But see, because my faith had been tainted, now I'm doing, 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 doing. I'm doing, doing, doing. I have to do this because now I'm allowing my faith to lie in what I do because I feel like what I do is worthy for him to move in the way that I want him to move. So we do all these things, and just like Leah, she said, well, First, I'm going to have this son, and he's going to be Reuben because I'm unloved. So now I, I can do this act, and he'll love me. But if you realize in the next verse, she had to have another son because obviously it didn't happen the way she wanted to. So she's sitting here like, okay, now I have Reuben. He's going to love me. He's not going to love Rachel as much as he loves me. This is going to be great. And she's doing it. She's working it. She's working And obviously that action didn't give her what she wanted. So then she does it again, and she says, well, I'm humiliated, I'm love, love, I'm going to have another son. And that son is going to be Simeon, that God heard me. So now we're still working. We're still working because now we got to, I have to prove that God hears me. 
Because, see, if I'm doing this and I'm fasting and I'm praying and I'm preaching and I'm teaching and I'm doing all this, when I ask for something, now I've put enough money in this bank. I feel like he should give it to me because instead of just being his daughter, now I'm trying to work to earn his grace. I'm trying to work to earn the miracles that I've been asking for. Remind you, I did not ask him what he wanted. But because this is what I want, I'm going to work and work and work. And I'm continue to do. And she did it again. She had Levi now. So again, her being unloved, her being humiliated, her not even go, she's like, okay, God has to hear me. Yet again, she's still working. And she has Levi. But yet again, as we see, something had to happen on this third time. Because now I have Reuben, I have Simeon, and I have Levi, but Rachel still is over me with no kids. Rachel is still loved more than me. I am, I, there is still something wrong here. I have to fix it. And God was saying, see, that's the thing. You keep doing all these things, and yes, they're great, but if you just be my daughter, if you just be the person that I've created you to be, if you just be Vashti, I know you by name. I know every hair on your head. You can't earn this. I did it on the cross for you. You can't earn it, but you're putting more faith in your work than you're putting in who I created you to be. See, I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew the things you were going to do before you did them, and I still loved you enough to create you. What more do you feel like? And see, what we do is we get these titles. We get pastor, and we get apostle, and we get teacher, and evangelist, and all these titles, and we put more faith in what the title would bring, then what God is doing. And when we realize God created the titles in the first place. See, they just gave us a title to know where we will flow. So I know where I'm going to flow. And God is saying, don't stop doing these things. But why are you putting more faith into having all these children to get somebody to love you when I love you? See, he may have done the act to giving you the children, but I'm the one that formed them. I'm the one that formed all of these things. And I said, okay, well, then she finally got it right. And she said, and again, she conceived and gave birth to a fourth son. And she said, now I will praise the Lord. Now I will praise. Now I get it. I finally get it. Now I will praise the Lord. Because now I see that no matter what I am doing, it's not working trying to get me the things that I'm desiring. So when God gives me, I'll just bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. I will praise his holy name. Because it's no longer about the things that I'm doing, but God has given me these things, so all I have to do now is give him praise. See, the thing is, we, we take on these titles, and we, we take on being a Christian, and we feel like, okay, well, I have to do this, and I have to do that, and I have to do this. And God even said, listen, even with the Titanic, these were geniuses that built this thing. It took them 26 months. Geniuses. And I took a man who didn't know a thing about a boat, and I had him build an ark. See, it was a genius that built the Titanic, but it was a novice that built the ark. And it may have taken him 55 to 75 years to build that ark, but it did exactly what it was sent forth to do. See, these things, and we want to be like the Titanic. We want to look like we got it all together. We want to be known. We want to all do all of these things. But what happens is we look good. We sound good. We may even pray and preach good. Because that's what I even said. I said, after God said that, after my mom passed, I said, well, God, I've been, my prayer has been elevating. My walk is even stronger. Like, you and I, we, we on the, like, first-hand basis. What do you mean that I'm, he said it looked good. It even felt good. It seemed real, real good. But see, that one thing that was the straw that broke the camel's back, that one iceberg that hit that last floor, 
that will cause it to sink happened. But see, with the ark, it probably didn't look that great. It didn't have all the lights. It didn't have musicians. It didn't have all that, none of that stuff. It wasn't widely known. Actually, it was criticized. See, one was praised and excited for it, and everybody was looking to it. But this one over here was criticized. It was talked about. It was looked down upon. It was that one. I always, I remember in my, my very first sermon that I ever did, I talked about the cherry blossom tree, and then I talked about a fig tree. And everybody loves the cherry blossom trees. They're beautiful. They have festivals on them. But did you know it may be called a cherry blossom, but it produces no fruit? It's beautiful, but it produces zero fruit. But that fig tree, now that fig tree is nothing nice to look at. It's big. It's bulky. It's been through many, many of rainstorms. It doesn't have very little, it has no blossoms on it. Nobody will go to it to look at it, but it produces fruit. And that tree is one of the deepest rooted, rooted trees in existence. But it, it's not always good to look at. But I could be fed from it. It can feed me. It can nourish me. It can sustain me. When this cherry blossom tree, though it's named after a fruit, it could do nothing but give me pleasure to my eyes. Even though we... Uh, we, we celebrate it, it does nothing. It does no nourishment. It is no sustainment, even though it looks good. So God was showing me, he said, it looked good to you. It really did. But when it came time for those big things, you withheld that faith from me. You wouldn't trust me with it. When I told you to put everything on the altar, you put it, but then you picked it back up. Because you felt like you couldn't trust me with it. He said, if you look back over your life and think things over, all the things that I've done for you will always outweigh the things you consider to be a disappointment. See, even in this whole his house and we're building and arising, see, we may even say, well, God, I, I want to ask this person, but me hold back because of their their status they're the ceo they're the president they're the vice president they're this person it's the status so i'm going to withhold from them because i don't trust you enough with this because i could be embarrassed so let me withhold it but he says see that's the thing you're putting more faith in with you're doing when i told you to arise and build i made you a builder i created you to be a builder so the thing is, when you are a builder, you tap into your resources. You can't build without resources. You can't build it. I'm thinking when we were outside and we're singing, and Jesse all of a sudden just started to bang on the, the drain. And he made a drum. And he's banging. And I'm actually, and I'm realized I'm tapping to a drain pipe. And I'm, we're singing, and now everybody's singing to his drain pipe. I said, that's what builders do because they're builders. They get the resources from what they already have. See, the drums were inside, but there was a storm drainage outside. And he had vision enough to and give us a beat and keep us on beat and keep the worship high off from a drainage. And I'm sitting there like, and I'm looking at him, and he's, and then he start doing something fancy, and I'm getting excited, and I'm just like, wow, God. He says, I made you guys builders. So if the resource is here, use the resource. Or will you be too shy and too embarrassed? How about if I miss a note on the, strength, on the, the drainage? How about, how about if one of these adults tell me to stop hitting on the building? Didn't matter. He just kept hitting it. He just kept hitting it. And that's the thing that we do. I, one of my favorite people in the world happens to be two years old. She runs my life. It's my niece, Kennedy. And I, I love this child so much, but she brings me so much revelations without even knowing it. One of the things Kennedy does, we have two bowls on the, the bar, and in those bowls are cookies, chips, and candy. 
And every day she asks her mom, hey, can I have a piece of candy or can I have a cookie? And no matter how many times Bria says no, Kennedy comes back and acts. She'll act in a different way. She'll act more aggressively. She'll act with tears. But she, doesn't, she is relentless. And I'm watching, and I'm like, she's really not going to get that candy. And, she, and even if it's 9 o'clock at night, Bria is so about done with Kenny asking for candy, just go ahead and get a piece of candy. And then she, none of the no's mattered to her. Not one no mattered. All she cared about was there was something I see, there's something I want, and I'm going to keep pursuing it until I have it. And God showed me that's also something you lost when you didn't give me your faith back to heal. You lost that persistency. You lost your relentless. See, when we were children, it didn't matter how much we were said. No, we kept going and we kept going. And then at one age, we realized we stopped and we were tainted and the relentlessness went away. And we learned how to be disappointed. We learned how to just give in. We learn how to give up. But I'm looking at this two-year-old, and I'm like, she never gives up. She'll even go to bed and ask for it. Even before bed, even if she's sent to bed, she's still in there. Mommy, can I have a yogurt? I may not be able to have a piece of candy, but can I have a yogurt? And then she comes out, and she says, well, while I'm out here getting a yogurt, can I have a piece of candy instead? And I, and I sit down there in amazement because I said, that's faith. That's faith of saying, I know I've been told no for hours. I may have been being told no for days, for weeks, for years. But even though I'm doing all this stuff, I know at one point I'll just praise God. I'll just sit here. And praise God, I'll, I'll be in my year of Judah where I'm just sitting here and I'm just praising God for everything. Even though I may have had disappointments, even though things may not have gone my way, I'll stand here and I'll just praise God until I get what I want. Now, see, I won't stop being persistent because sometimes we say, well, I'll wait on God and we wait and do nothing. We've been waiting for his house, but we've been arising and building in our waiting time. Now the roof is, when I, when I looked at the rain this morning, and I was, I was practicing, I, I was working on the sermon because I said, God, there's something you're doing. And I'm looking at the rain, I'm like, my God, soon the rain won't be able to enter his house because the roof is getting done. I said, I really don't think we grasp the testimony of the roof being done. Because so much of the damage that we have to fix is because the roof was unfinished. But now the roof is being unfinished. Are we still unhappy and unsatisfied and moaning and groaning because we haven't walked in? Or are we able to be in our year of Judah and stand here and praise because the rain is no longer coming in? See, if the Titanic had that testimony, it would have never went down. But it wasn't strong enough for it to withstand the water, so the waters came in in his house was not prepared to withstand the water but now it is do we understand the testimony of getting the roof done went by third of the price but see it's just like we do in our life that's great that was a testimony that's good but then that's it and we still focus on the negative about it. Do you know that the same time the Titanic was sent out, there was another boat called the Olympic? Nobody knows about it. Why? Because it was successful. It was successful. Took the same amount of time to build. Around the same time, geniuses working on this boat and that boat. But we only make movies out of the Titanic because it failed. We only make movies out of the Titanic because of the sorrow and, and the, the failure of it. It didn't make it. But where's the Olympic? Nobody even knows about that. But see, that's it. We focus so much on the negative. How can we be persistent is all we're looking at is the negative. How can we be persistent if that's it? I have a, this testimony right here. If you see this page, 
this is Kennedy's drawings. Because as I'm working on my sermon and this morning, she's laying on me, can I hold your pen? No. So she's trying to take it out of my hand. I'm like, no. I said, can you, can you wait for a little bit while I do this? And then I'll give you the pen? She says yes. And she sits there and she waits patiently. Now she's talking to me. She's asking me what I'm doing, asking me can she use my phone, all this other stuff. And she did not move until she got that pen. She drew her pies and her popcorn. She had me even draw some of it too. She said, help me with this. So God says, if you just be patient and wait with me, I'll give you what you need. I'll even help you with it. See, I'm holding the pen, and she's holding the pen, and we're drawing it. She says, well, this is what we're drawing. And I said, okay, let's go. And we're drawing it together, and God said, that's what I want to do. I want to take hold, and I want to do this thing with you. But you won't be patient and just be in your year of Judah and praise me. Because you're looking at the Titanic instead of looking at the Olympic. Or you're looking and you're living in the Titanic and you won't remember what I did with the ark. See, we want to be so proficient in prophecy and miracles and all these other things. And is that good? Yes. But if we put our faith in just the act of it, we'll be like Leah was and keep having these babies and keep producing these things, and keep wanting God to do something because we produce this, keep wanting validation even from man because we're doing all these things, and we're becoming human doings, and we're doings, and we will not understand God's faithfulness. And we won't be able to walk in everything God has set for us if we can't just stop, be patient, and praise in the wait time. See, I was asking God, you know, this whole thing with his house, and this is a word of encouragement. Like I said, the atmosphere was set for anything you needed. If you missed it, God is still available. What I'm telling you, that atmosphere was already set. This is a word of encouragement. See, if I were to give this a name, it would be go back to the fundamentals and rebuild your foundation. What we just, what she just said outside. He said, see, the thing is, you want to be in calculus and all these different maths, but you've forgotten arithmetic. How are you going to do all these things with even letters and everything included when you forgot one plus one is two? You forgot two plus two is four. You forgot that I'm God regardless of your situation. You forgot that I was enough by just starting you on your way, waking you up in the morning and putting joy in your day and putting food on your table. See, you forgot that my name was wonderful and I was faithful just from doing that. See, you forgot that I was faithful every time you laid your head down at night and I gave you rest. See, that's, you forgot that that right there alone made my name wonderful. But because we want to be the Titanic... We have to have so much more. He said, get back to the fell, get back to the fundamentals. Get back to after you have this child, you just praise me because you didn't do it for somebody's approval. You didn't do it for even my approval. You did it because I made you this way. And this was a part of your being. See, praise is a part of our being. Worship is a part of our being. Praise, prayer, preaching, evangelism. It's a part of our being. We are children of the Most High. We've been adopted under the blood. We are in his lineage now. It's a part of our being. But when we do it just for a return, now we've tainted it. Just like our faith was tainted, now the things that we're doing outside of this tainted faith is tainted. And see, we start moving not out of faith, but we start moving out of fear and frustration. See, another thing, and, and then even comparison sits in, and that's a whole nother thing. But I even remember the last sermon I did, I was talking about the, the lepers and how God just told them to walk. And I was talking about some of the things we do instead of just walking. And one of the things was if that I did not mention is if, you know, he stumbles and he touches the hem of God's garment and he's looking at God like, hey, I'm touching your garment. I, I, you did it for the woman with the issue of blood. Can't you do it for my skin disease? Can't you do it for my leprosy? But see, the thing is, 
the woman with the issue of blood did it out of faith. You did it out of fear. And how dare we have the audacity for God to, to think that God is going to move on our behalf doing what somebody else did out of faith and we're doing it out of fear. How dare we have the audacity to think he's going to move like he did for somebody else. Get back to the fundamentals. See, if I had a, a Jenga game up here, <clears throat> if you'd realize when people play Jenga, they come from the top first because they understand if they mess up their foundation, it's going to fall and they're going to lose. But see, what we do, we keep the top part that you can see pretty, and we start taking from that very foundation. And now we have this beautiful house, but instead of it being built on a solid rock, it's being built on sinking sand. And we're like that, that leaf in the wind wavering to and from because we're asking, but we're asking out of fear and frustration, and we're not asking out of faith. All because our foundation is crumbling. All because we forgot about the fundamentals. Please turn with me to Ephesians 4 verse 1. I'm just going to read the first verse and then I'm going to jump down and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. It says, so I, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling for which you have been called. That is to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and a mature behavior, a life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. exhibits godly character. I can guarantee you fear is not godly character. You can be frustrated. Sometimes we get frustrated. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's like, look, if you could take this cup from me, I know what I'm about to go through. If you can take the cup from me, you do it. But the one thing God never did, Jesus never did, and I looked in all of the, the Gospels, Jesus never put God back in remembrance to what he did. He himself did. He didn't say, well, you know, God, I, I healed the sick. I made the blind see. I healed the lepers. I mean, for what I did, God, in these just 33 years, billions of people are going to come to the kingdom. I mean, I love you, but I'm saying for all that I did, can you please just take the cup away? See, God was, he was frustrated because he knew what he was about to go through. There, it was some frustration because they don't even like me. They don't, they don't even believe in, that I am who I say that I am. They believe I'm a prophet, but I'm the whole Messiah. And they don't even believe in me. But even in the midst, he said, not my will, but thy will be done. And see, it shows that pride and faith cannot coincide. See, again, when we become human doings, we put in faith in what we're doing. And that's why we're saying, God, can you please give this to me because of what I'm doing? But Jesus never said, this is what I've done. Can you take it from me? He just said, listen, I know what I'm about to encounter. And even though my flesh, because I am still human, I don't want to encounter it. Thy will be done over mine. Forget the pride. Forget anything that I've done. Jesus said, I am the Messiah. That's who I'm created to be. So even though I may not want this, God, if this is your will for me, I'll go to the cross. Even though they don't like me, even though they don't believe in me, even though they talk about me, even though they'll beat me, even though they'll nail my hands to the cross, even though they'll pierce me in my side, I'll do it regardless of the amount of pain that it takes because it's your will over my will. And we have to stop becoming human doings and putting our faith into what we're doing as if we can outgive or outdo God. You can live, you can fast every single day of your life. You can't outdo God. You can give 100% of the monies you earn every single week and you still cannot outdo God. You can pray until you're sweating blood and you can still not outdo God. So stop taking what you're doing and putting faith in it Verse. Versus who you are. Anna, we are so excited to see you here today. Because through the frustration, through the pain, through the sickness, you remain faithful. You still said God is still good. 
You didn't say heal me because I've done this, that, any other. You said God is still good. We are excited to see you. We honor Pastor Sybil. She's been holding the fort down while Pastor Fee is across the country in Nigeria. And I heard she gave a Holy Spirit-filled word yesterday. Because she is being who she is. On original to this morning. He did a, an event yesterday. Guess what it's called? Serve. Not because he wanted to be known by Facebook and LinkedIn, but because he has a heart to serve. That's who he is. He's just being. Now, is he doing something in the midst? Yes, but he's just being. Ayana Bianca. Earlier this week, she did a training for PNC Bank, Fortune 500 company. She did a training about branding themselves. And want to know why she did the training? Was it? And it was under the budget that she deserved. But she said, I don't mind serving. And a portion of this is going to the capital campaign. She's not doing it to be seen. You didn't even know. She's just being. In this past week, we've had so many evidences of people just being. It's not, let me forecast it. It's not, I'm doing this and serving you so God can answer one of, so he can serve me in a way. It's just being. Can we just be? Can we go back? This, this message is meant to encourage you. Can we just go back to the fundamentals and say, you woke me up this morning and you started me on my way. You put food on my table and you brought joy to my day. I'm glad your love never fails and wonderful and wonderful, wonderful is your name. Why is your name wonderful? Because you woke me up this morning and you started me on my way. You put food on my table. You brought joy to my day. I'm glad your love has never failed. Why? And wonderful, wonderful is your name. Why? All because you woke me up this morning. You may not have woken me up in a house that I want to be in. I may not have woken up to the situation that I want to be in. I may have woken up late. I may have woken up and knowing what I have to do in this day. But you woke me up this morning. And you started me on my way. I may not be in the car that I want. I may not be going to the job that I want to have. I may not be going to people that I want to interact with. But you started me on my way. You put food on my table. It may not be steak. It may be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It may be ramen. It may be some chips. But you put food on my table. And then you brought joy to my day. It may have been just one instance. In this one day, I may have had 10 bad experiences, but I had that joy in my day. And wonderful is your name. Wonderful. Wonderful is your name. Yet grace, God's undeserved favor, was given to each one of us, not indiscriminately, but in different ways, in portion to the measure of Christ's rich and abundant gifts towards us. Yours looks different than mine. Your journey is different than my journey. Your process is different than my process. Your gifts are different than my gifts. Your faith may be even at a different level than my faith. But guess what? We both woke up this morning. God started both of us on our way. He put food on both of our tables. And he brought joy to both of our day. His love never fails. Let this encourage you to get back to the fundamentals. Let this encourage you to rebuild that foundation. How can we expect the next generation to do it when we as a generation only make movies about the Titanic because it's the one that failed? 
It's the one with the, the broken love story. It's the one with the tears and the pain. How can we expect them to do anything different if we haven't even gotten back to the fundamentals ourselves? How can we expect them to just be joyful in their day because God is who he said that he is? How can we expect our children and this next generation to live by faith and not by sight if we have taken the big faith away from God and we only trust him with the little things? Think to yourself about that big thing that's requiring your faith right now. Have you completely given it over to God? Even us as a house, house of worship, have we completely given his house over to God? Or are we standing in a parking lot wondering who's seeing us because we're, we, we can't get in the doors when he's just trying to have us stop for a moment and have a prayer meeting? What are we doing in this waiting time? Are we just still being? Is our faith matching up to the things that we're asking for? Or us as individuals, what are we doing to continue to add to it? Because we actually believe that God is going to do it. Pastor Lenore said, she said, this is prophetic. We out here. He, she said, we outside because we are moving. She said, we are literally out the door. And when she said it, I believed it. I got excited. I believed it. Or are we just so wrapped up in the fact that we can't get in the doors? Are we so wrapped up in the things that we, we can't see working in our own timeline that was this movie, and I'm going to end with this. There's this movie, and it was about a young lady, little girl. She got this stomach disease, and they're going back and forth to the doctors, back and forth to the doctors, and the doctor by the end said, there's nothing we can do. We have many children, and there has not been one survivor ever. So they go back home, and they just let the girl live out with the disease, and she falls into a tree, and she bangs her head. So now they have to rush her to the hospital, and they're rushing her to the hospital, and it just seems like everything is, is going wrong. And next thing you know, the child has been completely healed from all the disease and the disorder. And at the end of the movie, when they're telling the testimony, they go back to the doctor, and the doctor says, I've never seen this. And he does, uh, he does an action that he told her in the beginning of the movie that he would do if he ever got a, per a child healed. He did that action. That was the first time he was ever able to do that. But at the very end of the movie, it went back over the scenes where everything was going wrong and showed everything that was going right. It showed when they had to rush to the hospital how the neighbor came and picked up the baby so that they could take their children to the hospital and show everything that everybody was doing in the background that you didn't see on the big screen at first initially. But when it showed you again, you showed that God was in it the entire time. He was working intricately the entire time, even though it didn't look good, even though it looked like this child was not going to make it. It was showing all of the little things that was going on. House of Worship, we have got to get back to the fundamentals. It's time for us to start reconstructing our foundations. Start taking out that limited faith and start putting in complete and crazy faith. Start taking out the doubt and the fear and start putting in the belief of God. Take out the titles that we put so much into and just put in being who God has called us to be. Because whether I have the, 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 the title of pastor, I'm still going to pray. I'm still going to worship. I'm still going to praise. I'm still going to teach to anybody who will listen. I'll still preach to anybody who will listen. Ask my family. They say, okay, Vashti, go to church because we're tired of you preaching. I said, I won't stop. Even without the title, I would still do because I am being. That's who I am. Even if no one listened, I do it. I've done it. 
Even if nobody listens, I'll stand in the mirror and I'll preach to myself. I'll preach myself happy because I'm being, because I've gone back to the fundamentals and said God is still faithful regardless of what my situation looks like, regardless of the amount of tears that I drop, regardless of the sleepless nights. Even though I was ahead of sleepless night, that next morning I was here. So his name is wonderful. Wonderful is his name. Wonderful is his name. I'm going to ask us to pray right now. Because I don't know about you all. I'm, I'm stepping on my own toes today. I don't know if I stepped on anybody else's toes. I stepped on my own. But right now, let's repent for all those things we withheld from God. And then after we repent, Let's commit to giving him everything. Let's commit to having faith without limits because we serve a limitless God whose name is wonderful. Think on that thing. I know what my things are. See, I've had multiple. I know what my things are. And in this process, I've, I'm learning how to just have a thing and give him praise. I'm learning how to be in my season of Judah. So first, let's pray and let's repent for the things we've withheld from God. And I want to hear you guys pray because I know there's something you've probably been withholding. Thank you for listening to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message and were blessed by it. For more information, visit us at our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.